Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of SAF Insights. Today we'll be talking about sustainable finance and the role that sustainable aviation fuel, or, or SAF, plays in this context. My name is Julia Squadrin and I'm the Associate Editor for Argus Biofuels. And joining me today is Eduardo Maris, Senior Analyst at ISCA, which is a global aviation information and advisory business. Hi Eduardo, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi Julia, it's a pleasure to be invited. So let's let's get right into it, Eduardo. Could you help us set the scene a little bit? So what is sustainable finance in the context of aviation and who are the key players in this space? Sure. So for those who are not familiar with sustainable finance, this refers to the process of taking environmental, social and governance, so ESG, considerations into account when making investment decisions, leading to more long-term investments in sustainable economic activities, projects or at the very least creating an incentive for the recipient of this financing to improve its ESG metrics. So that's sustainable finance. Now what do we mean by this in the context of aviation? Sustainable finance structures such as green bonds and loans as well as sustainability linked bonds and loans have been used by a number of companies in the aviation industry to raise funding in the past few years. Um, they include airports, Amsterdam, Rome, Hong Kong, for example, um, aircraft manufacturers such as Airbus and, of course, airlines. Now, I will talk today a little bit more about airlines because we at ISCA are primarily focused on providing insider analysis on aircraft and airline investment. So since 2018, there have been 26 sustainable finance transactions involving airlines or aircraft of which around half, 12, were announced since the end of last year. So it is picking up. Um, but I need to preface this by saying these are publicly announced transactions. So, of course, publicly listed financing structures, such as bonds, are publicly announced, but loans or private placements or other aircraft leasing arrangements are not always publicly disclosed. Um, and now I'm getting to the second part of your question, which is, who are the key players in this space? Well, in terms of airlines, it has been quite a diverse, but uh, we have seen two major European airline groups uh, be quite active in the last uh, year or so. Uh, one of them is Air France, with one sustainability-linked bond recently, as well as three sustainability-linked finances for the delivery of Airbus A350 white-body aircraft. And the other one is IAG, the parent company of British Airways and Iberia. Uh, which, among other airlines, has accessed uh, sustainability uh, link financing via two UK export finance back facilities during the pandemic, as well as two sustainability link debt facilities using aircraft as collateral. Um, now, some of those, some of the sustainability metrics in, uh, in a few of those transactions um, include, for example, SAF use, which we will get to a little bit later on in this conversation. Um, but like I said, the pool of airlines has been very global and diverse. There are also airlines in Asia, North America, Middle East and Latin America that have accessed these sustainable finance structures. Um, and as for the main lenders or structuring agents, so the banks that work with these airlines to structure these financings, um, they have been also quite diverse. Um, they include large international banks such as HSBC, Société Générale, Natixis, Santander or Citibank, for example. Thank you, Eduardo. It's very interesting to see how all of this sustainable finance aspect is, is developing. Um, but so how are her banks addressing the sustainable aviation lending and what are the main challenges that they're facing? 
Yes, so for banks, sustainable finance is a very interesting part of the financial offering at this point in time. Following the 2015 Paris Agreement, major financial institutions, including banks, have made big pledges to align their portfolios with a net zero by 2050 trajectory. And at the same time, governments, uh, including the European Union, have recognized that creating incentives for the financial sector to align their lending with emission reduction targets can be beneficial to all of society. And this is where things like the EU taxonomy and major regulation to define sustainable economic activities will play a big part. Under the EU taxonomy, banks will need to report the green asset ratios, or in other words, what percentage of their lending book is taken up by economic activities that are sustainable. Now, in this context, aviation is in a complicated spot because on one hand, it is a highly polluting carbon intensive industry with few technological options for rapid decarbonization. But on the other hand, it is a very capital intensive industry. Um, commercial narrow body aircraft, for example, they cost anything between 40 to $60 million each, all the way up to 200, $300 million for some of the largest new technology wide body aircraft. And most airlines don't have the balance sheet strength to take on these purchases alone. They need the support of banks or aircraft leasing companies, which in turn also require debt. So airlines need banks and banks want to continue lending to aviation. The question, as you pointed out, is how? How can banks overcome this challenge of wanting to continue lending into aviation and at the same time meeting climate goals? Well, for regions in which regulation may codify sustainable economic activities, such as the EU, then the only choice is to wait for that regulation to be ready. In the case of the EU taxonomy, the European Commission has been working on creating criteria to add aviation as a transition economic activity. That is one that is not yet clean, but it will enable progress to one that is ultimately clean. Um, and a proposal for what that criteria may look like has been published, and it includes sustainable aviation fuel as one of the possible requirements. Um, the criteria for incorporating aviation to the EU taxonomy is due to be finalized later this year. Um, looking a little bit outside the EU, for banks that are less concerned with, <coughs> apologies, with the EU taxonomy, and then the choice is to partner with airlines that have credible sustainable finance frameworks, um, for example, a number of airlines have carbon intensity reduction targets that are validated by the Science Targets Based Initiative, which is an initiative that helps companies set emission reduction targets in line with the Paris Agreement. Um, so sustainable finance transactions done in aviation so far are often early attempts to use some of these science-based targets and tie them to incentives in a transaction. Um, for example, if you use this much SAF, I'll give you a little, I will give you an interest rate reduction, or if the CO2 emissions per passenger can be reduced by this percentage, then I will not give you a penalty in your next coupon payment. These types of trade-offs. Um, and when done right, these types of deals can allow airlines to reap financial rewards from their emission reduction efforts, and they can allow banks to grapple with what the future regulatory requirements that I was talking about may bring to the table. So I would say that sustainable finance for now is an, a practice round for what's to come. 
That's that, that's very interesting and um, yeah, interesting to see how it's it's diverse. Like we see in the SAF market, you know, every region in the world has uh, slightly different approaches. And um, but yeah, a lot seems to be riding on the legislative side and and um, yeah, having that finalized to definitely boost some of these uh, markets and uh, and the financing side as well. Um, you did mention SAF um, a little bit and how it can help, you know, um, uh, on the finance aspect as well. Um, could you elaborate a little bit more on that one, please? Uh, so what role does SAF play in this context exactly? And um, I guess it, do, it does help airlines to obtain loans or, or are lenders uh, themselves looking to participate more directly in the SAF market? Yeah, so a little bit of both, I would say. Um, there has been no shortage of excitement for technologies and energy sources that would allow commercial aviation to decarbonize, but certainly SAF is without doubt at the top of the list. Um, and I think there is good reason for that. It is a drop-in energy source that's highly compatible with existing infrastructure and aircraft. Um, its production can be scaled relatively fast with the right amount of investment. Um, and I would say almost every airline, lessor and financier we speak to, they see SAF scalability as the industry's best chance to decarbonize. Um, but also, and assuming it becomes available at the right quantities and with the desired life cycle emissions, um, life cycle reductions, uh, sorry, it can also be seen as a license to grow for the sector, which is very important to all of these parties. Um, so in this context, an airline's ability to secure SAF in the long term, for example, via offtake agreements, it can be seen as favorable from a lender or an investor's position. Um, they would choose to partner with airlines that have the ability to source SAF because they know that they will be able to reduce their life cycle carbon intensity faster and, and that other competitors. Um, in terms of banks and their participation in the SAF market, um, this would not traditionally fall under the aviation lending arms of those banks. It would be more the energy, oil and gas, uh, more so than transportation. But we are aware that these lending departments within banks are working together and that SAF project lending could, under some framework proposals on the consideration, be seen as an in-sector uh, balancing act. So. If a bank has grows its uh, SAF lending portfolio, that would also help the aviation lending portfolio uh, justify continued uh, lending into airlines and aircraft. So balancing one with the other. Um, I do not have a lender by lender list of their SAF involvement, but there have been, to my knowledge, a couple of major banks that uh, have provided funding for SAF projects. And I believe Société Générale, a major French bank, which has also been active in sustainable finance and aviation, is, for example, supporting uh, SAF production. Thanks, Eduardo. Um, I feel like I've actually learned quite a bit today. It's very interesting to hear about all the different aspects of this market and uh, the SAF market, but including the investment space, which is definitely key to boost the development of 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 the, the SAF market in general and uh, and to promote um, the, the carbonization of, of the aviation sector. Um, well, thank you so much for for joining me today. I've, I've taken enough of your time. It's uh, it's been very interesting on my side and for our listeners. I hope you find this insightful as well. 
And if you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to tune in for other episodes in our series, SAF Insights. And for more information on Argus global coverage of the sustainable aviation fuel market, please visit argusmedia.com forward slash SAF. Thank you so much, Eduardo, again for joining me today. Thank you, Julia.